This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about Elf. Santa! <laughs> this is our mid-summer Christmas special spectacular Christmas in July. There you go. That's a better way of saying it. <laughs> um... Elf came out in 2003, directed by John Favreau, written by David Birnenbaum, starring Will Ferrell, James Caan, Bob Newhart, uh, Ed Asner, Mary Steenburgen, Zoe Deschanel, Tyrion Lannister, Amy Sedaris, <laughs> and more. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Gass, Andy Richter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Artie Lang, Richter, Faison Love. All right, uh, Alex, you kind of recommended this since we're in the middle of summer and the world is what it is. Let's celebrate Christmas. Yeah, so. we need a little Christmas cheer. Uh, uh, I got to give a little credit to my wife since she brought it up. She's like, why don't you do a Christmas in July thing? It's like, you know what? It sounds like a good idea. Why don't we do Elf since that's in our regular uh, December rotation? The kids love that movie. I find it very entertaining. So why not? So, so Alex, sorry to jump in here real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, thank thank her for the suggestion. Um, mm-hmm. Also, what what is the over under on her actually listening to this episode? Zero <laughs> percent. She's going <laughs> to listen to this. All right, so just yeah, just thank her on our behalf then. Mm-hmm. We'll do. <laughs> All right. So, what's your history with it, uh, Alex? Did you see it in the theater? I don't know. <laughs> Two thousand three. I think I might have seen it when I caught it on like cable or something. Cause I mean, the commercials, it didn't really interest me. I know it was a Will Ferrell movie. So it's like, oh, it could be good. But I don't think I saw it in the movie theaters. But I know that when I did eventually watch it, I did enjoy it. Okay. I'll go next. I did not see this in the theater and I didn't see it till several years later. Probably not until. 2010 or something like that. Kind of when Netflix was a uh, was doing the the red envelopes, and I would just around Christmas time, like, oh, I've heard of this movie, and it was one of the ones I got sent to me. Um, so yeah, and this is probably the second time I've ever seen it. Um, it has not made its way into my Christmas rotation. Scott, I'm pretty sure I saw this in theaters, probably with the gang. So I probably saw it with your brother and others. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I did see it then. The gang mm-hmm. sees Elf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were went went in to see it, I'm sure, just because Will Ferrell was in it. Um, I'm checking the date on when this came out. Did this come out actually during the Christmas season? Uh, November, so yeah, roughly. Uh, so yeah, I probably would have seen it around then. Um, this was... I'm trying to think of what he did before this. Um, old school, probably? Yeah, definitely old school. Well, let me look this up real quick. Uh, but yeah, I saw this in theater. Theaters. 
and I've seen it a few times since then on, on cable. Uh, it's definitely, uh, like you mentioned Peter Dinklage. Uh, this is the first thing I, I can remember seeing him in. Um, I remember seeing mm-hmm. him in a, in a few other things before Game of Thrones, but yeah, this is this is the first. That's uh yeah, it, yeah. It, not like I don't I, I don't have a Christmas rotation. <laughs> not not that you necessarily do, Jeff, but um yeah, this this is I, I think this is a good one. It's kind of a a, a more modern Christmas movie. And and I think yeah, I, I think it is I think they do a good job of kind of capturing that that kind of zeitgeist of uh, the the older Christmas movies by but still keeping it uh, more relevant. Yeah, my Christmas rotation is pretty thin. It's uh, Christmas Story, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and Die Hard. And I'm not going <laughs> to the whole thing. Die Hard is in my Christmas list. No, I don't that, care that, that, whole, that whole argument about whether it's a Christmas movie or not is the dumbest thing ever. Of yeah. course yeah. it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, there's no <laughs> argument. So let's see. Like, you know, I'll get Scrooge in there every few years, but it's not it's not my hardcore list. And But yeah, Christmas Story... I'm probably missing like one of the c- cartoons, like Charlie Brown or something. But even that, I don't think I do religiously. All right, well, let's get into it. As usual, we each talk about seven items from the mo- uh, the movie. Alex, why don't you go first? What's your number seven? My number seven is Andy Richter and Kyle Gass. <laughs> I recognized them like instantly as soon as they came on screen. Uh, even back then, the first time I saw it. Uh, especially since you don't see Kyle Gass in a lot of movies or anything all by himself. Yeah, there's really. no Jack Black here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's usually the Tenacious D duo. So it's no Jack Black. It's just Kyle Gass and um, Andy Richter as being like kind of like the the schlubby, schlubby gophers for James Caan. It's a small role, but it was, it was still pretty funny. I, I, I did, I did I think it. it was it was a pretty funny bit. About how they're they're the head writers and their whole idea was pitching another writer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. We bring in Peter Dinklage. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> All right, Scott, what's your number seven? All right, uh, my number seven was the used gum. I, you know, the, the, <laughs> gross. <laughs> there's, the, there's the whole Chekhov's gun thing, um, you know, foreshadowing. Uh, so, you know, it, it, even if you've never seen it before, you're like, okay, the whole uh, engine on the sled thing is going to come back somehow. Um, but when Santa tells him to to stay away from the gum, I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a pretty funny line. Uh, you know, Santa's a little more, as you find out, like actually a lot more. They but they kind of end it uh, savvy than than Buddy is. Um, so you thought, okay, you just think because Buddy's going to eat the candy. Leave the gum alone. But then Will Ferrell actually starts pulling the gum off the railing and starts chewing on it. <laughs> Ugh. It's gross. That's so mm-hmm. gross. Uh, I, I started to think about, I mean, and especially now, like when we're recording this, the thought of doing that. But like, I started thinking about, like, what did they do to set this up? Did they put in like a fake railing there? Because if I was an actor, there, there's no way I would, if, if that railing was actually there and they just like scrubbed it down, I still would have been like, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, him pulling off the cum was, was, was pretty disturbing. That's my number seven. 
Yeah, he kept eating them. <laughs> he just kept going down the yeah, whole line. Yeah, I just come to town. Yeah. All right, I, I, this is a little higher on my list. Uh, but for my number seven, I have like the world's best coffee bit when he first gets to New York. <laughs> and he just comes in and goes, you did it! And it's it kind of reminded me of the Wonder Woman scene in the yeah, last exactly. Movie, which yeah, has, I was thinking of the same thing. That's a good, that's a yeah, she has ice cream. You must be so proud. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just a good, uh, good moment for him. And then later on, when he takes her on the date there, and close your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, it's the world's best coffee. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a crappy, crappy cup pump. of coffee. coffee. Yeah. Oh look, I was right. best cup of coffee. Definitely plays to to. Will Ferrell's strengths, other than just being kind of goofy, um, just just being like completely uh, like the whole fish out of water, innocent. Uh, like I, I, I can't really imagine many other actors uh, doing that and, and it's still being funny like this. Yeah. All right. Alex, number six. My number six is the doctor's office. <laughs> Not only because it's funny seeing Will Ferrell, a grown-ass man in an elf suit, just acting like a kid, which is very relatable as a parent. But the 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 interplay between John Favreau as a doctor and uh, James Caan as the dad and everything as the parents. And they're like the little just bickering scenes and stuff that they have. It's like, would you, I can't hold them again. Still, can you get them? Still, buddy, please. And then <laughs> pleading with the kid and everything. Uh, that whole, like, it was a short scene, but it was very well done. And it made me like smile and giggle throughout the whole thing. I did like that. They get the paternity test done in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, it's a rich white guy with money. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they had that on, they had that on pull. Yeah. It was, yeah mm-hmm. It's ready to go. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Hey, did you know that Will Ferrell was born in Irvine, California? I did not. I was not aware. I he went to USC. Uh, maybe born. he was in the Buns of Usk. Yeah, he went to USC performing at University High School in Irvine. Uh, anyway, Irvine, that's where a few of us live and work. I guess we all work in Irvine, right? <laughs> uh, not anymore. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. well, I guess I, I still way, technically do. Way to bring us down, Alex. <laughs> what? You guys don't look working from home? I sure as hell do. Uh, well, I live in Irvine, so I technically still do work in Irvine. So, but so, I guess. Uh, so, since since you brought it up, the uh, the whole the whole thing of some of us getting to work from home. On on the one hand, we're we're gainfully employed. We we should really should not be complaining. That's right. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's not that all lightsaber, bro. It's not all cracked up. It's not all it's cracked up to me. Oh, sure it is. <laughs> Alex, stop being such a cotton-handed ninny muggins. <laughs> hey, you guys don't have to help out around the house and rear some children on your breaks, so. I, I always joke that, you know, <laughs> if I ever wanted kids, I can, that I can barely take care of myself. Well, that's just, that has never been more apparent <laughs> Then uh, the the quarantine period that we find ourselves in. <laughs> it's never been more apparent that Scott doesn't want to be a parent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All 
All right. Uh, where are we on? That was Alex's number six, right? So Scott, yeah. number six. Okay. Uh, so yeah, just a lot of gags. Like you mentioned the cocky, the coffee bit. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Who's eating cocks? <laughs> the cock eating scene. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, that, that comes later. Uh, let's hire my list. Uh, all, all the gags. Um, and I, the, the, the thing that I thought was the the funniest as far as just like a like a kind of throwaway thing was just the outfit he wears on the date like that coat that he's wearing <laughs> it, was, it was making me laugh like every every time like pretty much like well like chuckle anyways uh, and the hat's funny too but it's just such a weird coat it's it's kind of like the weird uh like stitching in it like in a, in a like a grid uh just just such a weird um thing and it and it totally works for <laughs> for buddy's character uh but it was a a, a uh, an inspired choice for that whole sequence yeah hmm. i liked it a lot <laughs> he's dressed like a weirdo throughout this entire movie yeah all right god damn it I have a side side uh, bar here. You guys use Windows or Mac? I don't know. We'll talk Windows here. Yep. Windows when Mac. you're choosing, when you're choosing your icon at the bottom, they could, you generally go off a of color, right? First, off a of color. What like you look for, like say you know the app you're looking at, it's like a green, or uh, it's a purple. Yeah. I mean, probably. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, but then there's like now there's like twelve different purple ones on here, and I can't find my goddamn OneNote. Okay, here we go. <laughs> anyway there's a uh, my number set of blue ones <laughs> my number six yeah. is the the eating gum scene uh, which scott already mentioned but yeah there's the like the setup with um santa claus at the beginning and then him just okay it's like it's one of those where it goes from like oh, okay haha funny okay now it's getting gross now it's really gross that's <laughs> uh, kind of funny again because he just keeps doing it. he's just you just imagine like he could be doing that Non-stop, twenty-four-seven in New York City, right? Like, they just become everywhere. You can be eating. <laughs> mm-hmm. They they, they yeah. do cram in. Uh, no, no pun intended. Uh, a few a few jokes that I, I wouldn't call it dark, but they're, they're definitely borderline in a, in a kids' movie. Uh, like this one, he's like looking over the stall. Um, the uh, the. There were a couple jokes about peeing in this movie. Well, I guess that's Disney fair. That probably, dude. It's all Disney's as fart jokes. But mm-hmm. uh, okay, uh, Alex, number five. Uh, my number five is the whole just getting to New York montage, which is great. Uh, he comes in, sings, everything is new. He has to squeeze by the tunnel and the traffic. Uh, he's going around the uh, the turnstile door like over and over again, pukes, and then rallies and goes right back in there. Yeah, he does. <laughs> that's fantastic, and that's where that uh, the coffee joke was in there. That also just reminded me a lot. This was this is straight out of like something out of Dumb and Dumber. It's like, wow, you did it! World's best cup of coffee. <laughs> so, Until- there's a little bit of trivia. Um, some of that. Uh, they, they did film him just kind of going around talking around to people that weren't actors. Like the guy, the guy that he stops is Santa. I guess that was just a guy. Like that, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering I, that. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't an actor. 
Just some guy who's like, what the fuck? Santa! Like, so, ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was wondering about that, too. Like it was gorilla, be... some gorilla filmmaking. Exactly. Just let Will Ferrell... But at this point, I mean, he's he was already at SNL for a while, so... Mm-hmm. People would know who he is, at least. Are you the guys handing out flyers? Uh, the, no, all the, the actors? Those were actors. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um... Where are we at now? Uh, Scott, number five? Yes. Okay. Uh, the Central Park Rangers. <laughs> like how they're, they're in the, the movie for like two minutes, but they, 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 they conjure up this like very elaborate backstory and uh, just the, the, the Nazgul. Yeah, basically. Basically. Yeah, yeah. The, the camera work where they're always like, dark and, and uh, the, the horses are sinister and uh, they, they cram in a lot of jokes that I thought were pretty funny. The, uh, my favorite being that the, the, the news reporter talking about them, about how the brutal tech is they used the Simon and Garfunkel concert in 85 was still an investigation. <laughs> um, just the idea of, of like a riot break <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel concert. Uh, and, then, and then ultimately Santa, like uh, telling Buddy that they're so bent because he put them on the naughty list. Yeah. Central Park <laughs> Rangers. Yeah. It's one of them Rangers. Mm-hmm. So that was a funny, right. you know, give, give, and it fell in line with the like some of the the nonsense they used to kind of string the plot together. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number five is the, the the shower scene in the in the department store. The fact that why is there a shower there? Like it was like a that was a pretty awesome bathroom slash shower for a department store. Yeah, that was weird. And how how could she get in there in the middle of the night? That's the, that was the other thing I was wondering about. Like we all work in office buildings, you don't if unless you're like a manager, you don't walk in whenever you feel like it. Yeah, yeah unless you just hid out and just waited. Yeah, like Putty did. That makes sense. But yeah, was it the middle of the night or early morning before her shift started? It was still, there was nobody there. There was nobody in the mm. building. Could have been 5 a.m. She's the one scheduled to open. Yeah, could yeah. be. But still, it's a pretty ridiculous shower for a store. Yeah, it was, it was pretty uh, spacious. <laughs> I just thought, I thought it was a little curious. That's my number, that's my number five. Hmm. Alex, number four. The mailroom scene. It's just fantastic. James Caan just can't <laughs> can't get. He's uh, trying to get rid of Buddy, doing different jobs and everything. He finally sticks him in the mail room. He's just sorting mail, and it's dreary, and everybody's depressed <laughs> until Buddy starts drinking some syrup. <laughs> then all of a sudden, it's like a giant party down there. That was awesome. So I didn't. The one thing I didn't like about that is, like I, I, I would think Buddy would just spit it out right away. Because it does not taste anything like syrup. Scott, it tastes so good when it hits the lips. <laughs> you, uh, you, you got me there. Uh, <laughs> I hope this this was the last time that they, they used Who Let the Dogs Out, by the way. Uh, it, what, what was it? It certainly, that joke resurfaced recently. Oh, because uh, the World Health Organization 
deemed that dogs were uh, safe. Oh, that's so right. So it was it was safe yeah, to was uh, bring joke. them home and yes. release them. So it yes. is official. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> that that was good. All the, yeah. I, that's how I like my puns, you know, at the, <laughs> at the feet of uh, hundreds of thousands of dead people, but still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Scott, you're number four. <laughs> yeah, I'm working <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, number four is, is Buddy's Xmas elf powers. Uh, I, I I like that nobody ever questions it, uh, that, that he... Is, is able to, to pull uh, a mannequin, by the way, uh, and a mannequin, too, in the move, where yeah. <laughs> he decorates the entire... Uh, for those at home, Jeff is shaking his head right now. I'm, I'm assuming... Yeah. I'm, I, I, I can only be at work. Uh, the work that he's doing in the background here. Not, and not yeah. I, oh, that's not directed moves. directly at you, Scott. Uh, no. yeah, we're, we're, anyway. <laughs> uh, so... How, how he is able to like decorate this stuff in an in incredible amounts of time, how he does the, the etch sketches. Like nobody ever stops and says like, holy shit, like this guy is a savant. Do you see what he did with the etch sketch? Um, <laughs> the, you know, the, the snowball thing and the kid uh, never questions that, He's moving at superhuman speed. But I do like it's all contained with just like his life at the North Pole as an elf. And and I also do like how they don't explain like why he would have the like other than him just growing up there because he's not an elf. Um, but he's somehow just like all rubbed off on him. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. he's still not as good as elves at stuff. Right. Except for playing basketball. <laughs> yeah, there was that one funny <laughs> picture. Yeah. yeah. And bringing up the choir a full octave in a good way. Uh, yeah, I liked how that was sprinkled out through the, through the movie. That and his greatest superpower of all was just consuming ungodly amounts of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, almost, sugar. that almost made me as sick as the gum. I really. <laughs> oh, yeah, like putting the syrup on the spaghetti. Yeah. Well, the. <laughs> When he crams the the pop tarts into the <laughs> to his breakfast and then just eats it wholesale with his hands. Ugh. Yep. All right. Uh, my number four is the the typical Christmas villain, the over the top boss who's making everyone work on Christmas. I just it's this is every Christmas movie is at the plot where the the parents. Or someone has to, all they do is work too much, and they make their people work too much, or they work too much. And why is that in every single movie about yeah, Christmas? Yeah, yeah vet, veteran uh, character actor Michael Lerner uh, in that role. Yeah, mm-hmm. nails yeah. it. Yeah, because you need somebody to keep the family apart until they realize that they don't need this stinking job. They'll be <laughs> no. together no matter what. It's just like I don't. Know, I can't think of a single Christmas movie where there isn't that boss. It may not be the whole story, but there's definitely a bah. I mean, I guess it's Scrooge. I guess it's, that's where it's all coming from. From, from oh, Dickens. Maybe. I don't know. But like every single goddamn thing. So. Anyway, uh, Ernest, Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, contrary to popular belief, I do not remember the plot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. I, the only thing Let I remember is that at some point he's flying the sleigh around. 
Yeah, and he goes, air brakes. Air brakes. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> that's right. Uh, all right, well, that's my number four. So, Alex, number three. My number three is the dink. The scene with Peter Dinklage is fantastic. He comes in with that 80s swagger, <laughs> pitching uh, the uh, <laughs> the news story. What did he say? Like a tomato? Yeah, like tomato. he's going to start like a little tomato, baby tomato. <laughs> and then Buddy comes in <laughs> and all hell breaks loose. It's like, oh, he's, a, he's an elf. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's an angry elf. <laughs> you, yeah. You're feeling strong, my friend. Call me an elf one more time. <laughs> Buddy, it is just... And the boundless enthusiasm and innocence. <laughs> he was just, well, he told him to call him an elf, so he, you're an elf. <laughs> that gets their shit beat out of him. That, that dropkick yeah. is pretty fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's yeah. fantastic. This is my number three as well. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I, I kind of remember him being in this movie. That's the only thing I really remember. But like Scott said, it was kind of before I even knew who he was. Um, so, yeah. And then just the, the innocence... <laughs> of of Buddy and just yeah it's gold yeah and Tyrion looking young in this thing yeah. this is like, like I, I think they'd like yeah like Alex said they like 80s up his hair to like maybe make it darker or something that, uh, maybe he's even got a tube on I don't know but I don't think yeah. so I think that's all dink when did Game of Thrones start like 11 2011 something like that so this is yeah good 8 years um mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, Scott, number three. Three is uh, Ed Asner here. Uh, a, I, I don't want to say all-time Santa, but, you know, uh, all these Christmas movies that, that have a Santa. Um, you know, Ed, Ed Asner does the does the part proud uh, with the kind of uh, twinkle in his eye. Uh, he's definitely got the, the voice and the, and the, the rotund <laughs> kind of profile for it. Um, and, and he's he, he's actually really funny at a couple points. Uh, like I, I was laughing when he pulls the the tire iron on Buddy <laughs> when he walks in because 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 he knows that New York is a shitty place. <laughs> like he's under no illusions that he yeah. knows somebody's gonna like come fuck with him. He's in the middle of Central Park, uh, so he pulls the tire iron out. And just just the fact that he had the tire iron. Like, because the the only reason he had that would be to defend himself. <laughs> uh, Could have been yeah. a gift for little Billy. Maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, just just him like going through the book and and you know doing the you made the sled fly. Like he he sells that stuff. Uh, it, it kind of semi grizzled Ed Asner here is 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 perfect for this role. Uh, so yeah, that, that's that's number three. You know, if you're gonna have again, if you're gonna have. A Christmas movie like this, you need a, a suitable Santa, and, and Ed Asner delivers there. All Agreed. Right. Uh, yep, I agree too. My number three was uh, the Tyrion scene. So, Alex, what's your number two? My number two is the North Pole. Oh, man. Uh, I love it when they, they did the uh, the forced perspective and the split scenes and everything really well in this movie. Like, it was pretty seamless. Uh, so it was, it was shot very well. But also just... Buddy going through all the elf motions and stuff, building the etch sketches, <laughs> asking for help because he's he's behind on his schedule. <laughs> Testing the jack in the box was the fucking worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And not only that, but him actually venturing out and all the clay uh, stop motion animated characters were fantastic. I'm a sucker for all that stuff. And a big old narwhal. 
<laughs> comes out of the water. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Hope you find your dad. <laughs> Bye, buddy. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. This is uh, my number two as well, so I'll go ahead and just add on to it. Um, everything you said, I love because yeah, when you stepped outside, you had the animated creatures. Um, I love the fact that little Ralphie was his foreman, or I don't know what his job, <laughs> the head elf there. I'm like, oh, God, yes. Is, is, that, is that Ralphie from Christmas Story? Yeah, and that was him. Wow, good good job. Recognizing my sure <laughs> shit, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, and it's funny. It's like, oh, it must maybe that's where he met Favreau, because remember later on, he's an Iron Man and stuff. So I don't know, but... Definitely was him. Um, just all the stuff and the backstory and with dealing with Bob Newhart and all that stuff it was great. The whole North Pole stuff was awesome. That's my number two as well. So Scott, what's your number two? Okay, uh, my number two was the the Peter Dinklage scene. Um, just just how serious he is. Uh, no, no, tomatoes are too vulnerable. Well, they're they're all going for the farm stuff these days. Got to think big. I got something I'm really psyched on, like psyched out of my mind. And then, uh, you know, you get the whole interplay between him and Will Ferrell is really funny. Um, but I, I just really like that, like, you know, it sucks that they, they, they cast, you know, a little person for that overall joke. Um, but, but Peter Dinklage definitely makes the most of this. And he's, yeah, he's, he's hysterical, like, like even before they, they start cracking jokes about that. Um, I, I did think it was funny because I, I did remember the first time I watched this that uh, they... They, they set up that, that whole sequence about how he's supposed to be... Um, Jeff, you're frozen, by the way. I don't know if, uh, <laughs> if you're still even on. Yeah, we can still hear him. That's fine. Okay, I hope so. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, okay, good. Um, the, uh, they set up that... He's, this is when I sneak away to get a drink, and you guys never know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we know, Jeff. Uh, I, well, the, it's a dead giveaway that you're, that you're still smiling. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the, um, but they, it, I thought it was funny that they set up uh, Peter Dinklage's character uh, who, what was his name in this um, uh, Miles Finch because like okay I wonder who this actor is that they're going to bring in here because they're making a big deal out of it and then they have the whole intro where he's walking by and you don't see him and everybody's like oh it's Miles Finch it's Miles Finch and then it turns out to be Peter Dinklage who again at that point had you know wasn't really a household name, um, you know I, I, that turned out to be him. Uh, I, I thought it was was kind of funny, um, but uh, yeah, it, he, he's great in this. Uh, yeah, if, if anybody's <laughs> never seen uh, the Station Agent, um, I recommend that. That's a Peter Dinklage starring movie. Um, if people are looking for for more of the Dink. Did he write that too, or something? Uh, the station agent? I don't. That I don't know about. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Um, he also has a really funny part in Penelope. If anybody's seen that, but uh, being a little. He had a recurring role on Thirty Rock too, where he plays Liz Lemon's boyfriend. <laughs> Shut it down. All right, uh, so my number two was uh, the North Pole with like Alex. So Alex, what is your number one? My number one is just Buddy's innocent enthusiasm, as I wrote down here. Uh, it's pretty infectious, and it works really well for this Christmas movie. It, it cheers everybody up, it, like around him. It helps him make friends out of pretty much everybody by the end. Uh, so yeah, Will Ferrell really pulls it off. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do like that. There, there's definitely like an innocent quality to this movie. 
Um, like like I said, you, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a parent, but I feel like you could put this on when the kids weren't, you know, you didn't have to be too old to put this on. Yeah. Ah. All right, well, my number... Oh, sorry, Scott, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is, is Santa's Village. Uh, the North, All the North Pole stuff, the stop motion. Um, like, like Alex said, yeah, I'm a sucker for all that. Uh, but yeah, I, I love how he has to be, like, hunched over in all the different scenes. Uh, like, pretty much everywhere he goes. And just, yeah, just the, the size differences and, and the force perspective. Um, one thing that I, I didn't realize until I was looking at the cast list that's pretty awesome... Uh, it credited here as the voice of the uh, like the clay animation uh, polar bear cub is Ray Harryhausen. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so, awesome. So that's that's cool. Like, I that's one I, I, I that's one of the one of the things I really respect about Favreau is that he he seems to like really love movies. Like he really loves like being a part of it, and for for him to to squeeze in Harryhausen here as a voice is, is pretty damn cool. Yeah, agreed. You mentioned Santa's Village. Did you guys ever been to Santa's <laughs> yes. Village up in? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, I think I went once. Lake Arrowhead or wherever that's on the way to Lake Arrowhead, right? Uh, yeah, it's, there's something like Crestline. Like, yeah. So in the local mountain, <laughs> the ski resort area from LA is uh, Santa's Village, which is a pretty uh, scary place. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Uh, it was closed down for the longest time, and I think they've reopened it in the past 10 years or something. But I remember going as a kid, and I liked it, but there was a creep factor about it. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it's it's kind of like Disneyland, except scary. <laughs> and, not in the, and it's not, not scary for him, scary. It's like, okay, something's odd about this thing. Yeah, I, so I, I'm, I'm about to commit or confess a crime here. When I, when I was like, I don't know. 10 maybe 11 was at Santa's village and we were up there with some friends that, that lived nearby and we were there and we were just bored because there's nothing to do with that place um and so we started tossing rocks off of a tree that was nearby <laughs> like big rocks and just seeing where they were bouncing stupid kids and I I chucked this one rock and it pinged off the tree and, and it clipped this this old lady in the shoulder, <laughs> and and she turned like so slowly and just like looked at me in utter bewilderment. Hon- honest to God, she, she, I think she was, if she was a hundred, I wouldn't have been surprised. Like I didn't even <laughs> see her standing there until the, the rock clipped her. And uh, well, that's because she was a ghost. <laughs> she might have been. Like she she was so old. That I don't even think like she could like register the pain on her face from the rock clipping. <laughs> I felt so fucking awful. Like I, I've carried that with me all these years. Like oh god, like all the dumb shit that I've done. Like that's in the top five. Like that <laughs> she's gonna be sitting there right next to St. Peter, <laughs> yeah, the, the rock shit. tossing kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't. It wasn't you. like oh, I picked up like a, a like. A, like a one-handed no, no, I had to it was like two-handed thing that I that I chucked against the tree. <laughs> oh Jesus H Scott. Like I mean she didn't get knocked down or anything, but like she she seemed like she was okay. <laughs> I don't know, I might have killed her. <laughs> like, like maybe later she that died night. Of yeah, yeah, later Jesus that night. Christ. Yeah. Like 
But I, uh, I still, I still fell off about that. So let us be listen to you, uh, for for any of you kids listening. Don't don't chuck rocks against trees, or at least check to see if there's the very elderly nearby. <laughs> ricochets are nasty. I was I was not planning on telling the story, but but Jeff had to bring up Sandy's village. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, I can't top that, but just to add to the creep factor, what I remember there was this like suspended. Like a, like a beehive. I don't even know what it was. It would like would go around the park a little bit, kind of like like gondolas. Shitty. Yeah, well, but they were they were shaped like I remember like bees, but I don't. Maybe they're wrong. But you would go through kind of like kind of how the Disneyland train goes through all the Disneyland. But this just goes through like a subsection of the park. I don't even remember. It's been so long. Oh, I just remember like you would go through like caves or something, and it, there was just no noise except just the. Cranking gears and machinery. You hear this dark room with some black lights, and you just hear. It was so creepy. It's like at least play jingle bells in here or something. By by the way, uh, so I think I've been there twice. Uh, Both times is like the middle of the summer. (laughs) As far as far from any kind of snow action that you could possibly get. If I remember correctly, it was never open in the winter anyway, just because they couldn't operate. That, that sounds right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Snow and everything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, on to my number one. And my number one is the snowball fight scene. Yeah, I think it was Scott or Alex mentioned earlier about the his North Pole powers. This is where they they truly come to light when he just fucking uh, snowballs as fast as he can. It's like a howitzer. <laughs> yeah, and his arm just and it was you know it's cheesy like fast motion but the, whatever however they did it I actually really enjoyed it and it didn't seem super out of place with the stuff they've been doing in the movie so and that's you know why wouldn't uh although he's not an elf but whatever he I believe North Pole powers give you the ability to throw throw and make a bunch of snowballs yeah so and that last guy who's he's we got one he's getting away <laughs> nope <laughs> so that is my number one. He put a battery in that last snowball. <laughs> yeah, New York style. <laughs> or is that Philadelphia? Philly, that's Philadelphia. <laughs> Philly style. <laughs> well, I mean, the barrier it is the snow. They just throw the batteries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Any honorable mentions before we rank it? Uh, let's see. I like uh, that first raccoon that he meets <laughs> in the real world, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did. I did like when he he's accosting the fake Santa. He tells him, "You sit on a throne of lies." <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty yeah. funny line. Hey, yeah, what song did I sing for you on your birthday? <laughs> well, happy birthday, of course. <laughs> Damn it. That and uh, it, introducing James Jimmy. We already talked about James Con. Uh, yeah, J- Jimmy Con in this movie is is the. The dad who learns the meaning of Christmas <laughs> and family mm-hmm. uh, in a typical Christmas fashion, and yeah, he, he's good here. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's really you know I, I always picture James Caan from uh, Godfather, of course, but uh, it's it's always weird to see him and not the Godfather. Uh, but yeah, he, he's pretty <laughs> he's, he's pretty he's pretty good here. Uh, he, like like you said, Alex, he has some funny stuff when he's um, going back and forth with, with Will Ferrell. Um, but but when they're interested in his character and he's taking the books back from the orphanage, I thought that was it was pretty funny. Right after you yeah. learn that he's been on the naughty list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Speaking of James Caan, like same thing when I watch him, like, oh, it's Godfather. And the other day, Godfather was on TV, like, oh, gotta watch it. And I seriously got to the toll booth scene. So I was like, well, I got to see him for a minute. And then (laughs) I literally turned it on and it was the guy, Carlo Beaton. The um, Carlo Beating, yeah. But I mean, by whom? No, Carlo beating his sister. So like, oh, the very next thing was him answering the phone going, son of a bitch, and then taking off and then. All right. So let's rank it. As usual, we rank on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage. Seven being perfection. Alex, what do you get this movie? I'm going to give this a solid five. Uh, it's certainly not one of Will Ferrell's funniest movies, but it is very entertaining. And for me, at least, it's a Christmas classic that we watch every year. Uh, so, yeah, solid five. All right. Scott. Uh, this, this is definitely a solid Christmas movie. Um, it, it's fun. Um, not, not hysterical. Um, it's, mm, I, I think if I had kids like you, like you did, Alex, I, I'd probably enjoy it more. Uh, but, but for me, yeah, it'd be definitely something to just throw on in the background. But I don't know that I'd go out of my way to watch a lot of it. Um, I'm, I'm kind of torn here because I, I like a lot of individual things about it, but uh, I'll give it a four. Okay. And I'll give it a five. Um, I liked it. I definitely liked more of it than I didn't like it. So it, for me, that's how it hits my like category. I'll watch it. If someone puts it on, I'll watch it, but I won't seek it out. But I definitely liked it more than I disliked it. Oh, one, one, one more um, honorable mention is it's weird seeing Zoe Deschanel before she became Zoe Deschanel. By the way. Yeah. She went full new girl. Yeah, I've never seen before. Before, before she went full bangs and and heavy eyeliner. <laughs> All right. Well, what's our crossover list, Alex? Top five snowball fights. All right, and I will say might not might not be fights. They just be scenes that involve a snowball. Sure. Or or not the word too. snowball. Or the word <laughs> snowball. Beautiful man. It's not on my list. It's not on my list. Alex, what's your number five? My number five is from another uh, Christmas movie that's kind of overlooked. It's still a solid movie. Uh, Rise of the Guardians. And I like how Jack Frost at the beginning, uh, he's like the, well, Jack Frost, he's the spirit of uh, snow and whatnot. So he starts a snowball fight with the kids and everybody starts having fun. And then at the very end of the snowball fight and a sled chase and everything, the kid loses his tooth and it's like, wow, all that magic happened because of the tooth fairy. And he's like, come on, man, tooth fairy. That's a great little scene. <laughs> I've never I've seen never that. seen it. Yeah. It's OK. Who? who what, what was the animation studio on that one? DreamWorks. OK. All right. Uh, Scott, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is from World of Warcraft in... Uh, in uh, original, wow, uh, this might even be not not a thing in the the, the re-released classic version that's out right now. But around Christmas time, for I don't know, like two or three weeks, they, they had an event where there was like additional, like kind of just cosmetic items and things like that. One of the things you could do is get snowballs and throw them at people. Um, but originally, if you threw a snowball at somebody, you could knock them down. Um, and there was like no cooldown on it, so you could basically harass somebody until they, <laughs> like, like indefinitely if you had enough snowballs. Um, 
so that would happen. Like somebody would 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 get the ire of of one like one of the guilds that that had no, nothing better to do, and they would show up with a few thousand snowballs, and just like ruin somebody's <laughs> like play time for an entire hour or two hours until they finally just quit the game like through the application like like closing the application and not actually logging out um and then, you slash know, quit yeah slash quit you know they, eventually they, they patched out so that you couldn't do that anymore but <laughs> it's it, it pretty funny that you could you know, literally use these these snowballs to ruin somebody's day just like you couldn't realize you think somebody paid the chinese to uh, farm some snowballs it's very possible I'm sure there was a lucrative side side business there. <laughs> could you use the snowballs against mobs or no? Uh I don't know about mobs, but you could you could use them in PvP, which was utter bullshit. Because you could not basically you could knock people off their mounts with it. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's harsh. Yeah. Alright. Uh my number five is from a movie we did not too long ago, and it's Groundhog Day. So with Bill Murray and I already forgot her name. Andy McDowell. Yeah, McDowell. They're reliving. You know, he's just doing one of those days over and over again, and then the kids attack him, and then it's just funny because he tries to. It's the perfect day, but then every time it regresses, and he's like, "Oh, kids, I want to have my own." Blah, blah, blah. Just come clean on his phone. Yeah, the, did, yeah. <laughs> Jeff. Uh, slightly related. Um, this, this is also my list. Um, when you when you put it down, did you do what I did and write Groundhog's Day, and then think about it for a second, and then go, "No, no, 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 no that's that's not it." We learned this when we did this, like. <laughs> like a couple months ago. No, and I already forgot what we learned. What did we learn? But it's Groundhog Day, not Groundhog's Day, is the name of the movie. So you got uh, it right. We'll say, yeah. So I actually wrote it as Groundhog Day. So, but I guess I simply, Lord Subliminal remembered it. Lord Subliminal. <laughs> All right, Alex, number four. My number four is when The Simpsons on season two. They have a Bart doesn't want to go take his remake test because he's going to fail because he just needs one more night to study. And God blesses him with a snow day. And right before he's about to go have the time of his life, Lisa stops him and says, hey, you need to go study because you owe God big. <laughs> and then Bart studies like, well, it's just a lousy snow day. How how good could it be? <laughs> and he opens uh. up the shades and everybody's having the greatest time of their lives. And Homer's like <laughs> sneaking up behind him. He's like, oh, I'm going to get old Birdsy with this one. And he lobs a snowball right in his, his giant top hat. And they start having a snowball. <laughs> Everybody snowball look. John Hancock's writing his name <laughs> in the snow. That's not the same episode. It's not. That's yeah, also it great. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. Yeah, pretty sure it is. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, don't don't, don't you, to, he, don't yeah, you yeah. question my Simpsons knowledge. Oh, yeah. shut up. <laughs> you're a host of a Simpsons uh, podcast? Heesh. Well, that was Are already you? so many episodes ago. Yeah, just, that was like three episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, um, Scott, what's your number four? Okay, my number four, uh, another video game. Uh, something much more recent, but also from Blizzard. Uh, Overwatch. Um uh, again, they they have uh, seasonal events, and one of the uh, ones over the the, the holidays is oh, it's yeah. like Maze Snowball Fight, or I forget what it's called exactly. But yes. one, of, one of the characters um, is this this Chinese woman named May, and she's super adorable. Um, 
And like everything she says, she's like super nice, like all her lines and everything. Uh, and one of the things is you, you, they change up her her kit, so you basically are just like lobbing snowballs at each other, like a one shot kind of like uh, like paintball kind of thing. Um, and as you go around, it, it's it's just pretty hysterical because just the stuff that she says. But if if you play long enough, every once in a while she'll she it's it's funny because she's like so innocent and adorable, but she'll say, "Oh, I'm gonna put a rock in this one." <laughs> she, as, as you make a snowball. Uh, but yeah, that, that whole event is really funny. Um, uh, if anybody is, is, it's never played Overwatch and never gets into it. Yeah, check it out over the, the holiday season. She is not adorable. It's one of the worst characters to play against. <laughs> yeah, one of the best players play, characters to be. Oh, God. Nothing worse than seeing her all happy and smiling, just slowly freezing you down. <laughs> God damn it. She, she spike, has, spike, spike. One, one, one yeah. of the lines is, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number four is The Simpsons as well. And I'm just combining two because I don't quite have them. I don't remember the second one as well. The, the first one I had was what Alex said. It was just that whole snow scene. It's like the greatest snow day of all time. And then I want to say there's another episode, which I loved as a kid, but I haven't seen it in forever. There was just a big snowball fight. Um Similar to like, isn't there like a water balloon fight or something in another episode? But there's another snow one. I think I'm remembering that correctly. Is that something that happens, Alex Scott? I can't what? recall. There is another one on my list, but it it might be what you're talking about. I, ke- I kept okay. trying to think of of, of, a, of a snowball fight, and I kept thinking of the water balloon one, so I gave up. Yeah, um, I thought there was another one. Anyway, but anyway, the main one was the one that Alex already mentioned. So, and with the the great line of John Hancock writing his <laughs> name in the snow. snow. Um, all right, Alex, number three. Groundhog's Day. It's like, okay. oh, you like kids? I love kids. I want to have a whole mess of them. <laughs> hey, are you any of you guys up for adoption? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when he starts getting creepy. Starts. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, number three. Three is, is Groundhog Day. Yeah, the, the, those okay. multiple sequences of the snowball fight. All right. My number three comes from a TV show in a single episode, and that would be Seinfeld. And this is the reverse episode where the whole episode Uh, (laughs) goes in reverse. And so the beginning of the episode, this guy, his friend, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, (laughs) is super pissed at Kramer. And you don't know why. You don't know why the entire time. He's wishing against Kramer and Kramer's trying to figure it out in the whole episode. And then by the very beginning of or the end slash beginning, how you're looking at it, you find out that Kramer, just like his friend, his FDR is coming. He gets a snowball. He comes off the street with a snowball and he packs it. He gets water from the table and just packs it really hard. And he freaking nails him. And now he wants to. That's why he hates Kramer. So, <laughs> I love how he, he takes the snowball out of the cooler. <laughs> Kramer's like, oh, mama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So his wish is to nail Kramer with a snowball. That's right. And it comes out of a cooler. It's pretty good. That also, that episode has probably the most quoted line from Seinfeld that we use. You know what it is, Alex? Uh, good night, Jugdish. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> that's also the one where Jerry and Elaine and George go to India for a wedding. And <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm going to India. <laughs> yeah. Good night, Jugdish. All right, um, Alex, number two. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> it's probably so brutal. How's this your number two? <laughs> oh, because it is. 
So, uh, I agree. Harry's up there with uh, Christy Sampsonite, and <laughs> she like playfully throws some snow at him. So he like he really packs a snowball and really lobs one right at her face. And then it just turns into like this big wrestling thing. He starts pounding her face into the snow. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, this is my number one. Uh, I always love that. She just tosses a little snow on him and then she just. I wouldn't call it a lob. He chucks it at her face. Bam. (laughs) Dumb and dumber. (laughs) All right. Well, Scott, what's your number two? Uh, My my number two is uh, the Simpsons cat snowball. Um, Oh, Alex. um, Which version? So I was going to bring that up. Uh, Oh, sorry. A little trivia. I I don't know. Uh, Alex, look. Trivia question for you. I don't have the answer to this, by the way. Okay. What, what snowball are they up to right now? Do you have any idea? I think it's up to snowball three, but Lisa just decides to call him snowball two. Really? So in, in the subsequent 17 seasons since we stopped watching, there, there haven't been new snowballs? I don't believe so. Okay. I, and I only saw the end of that episode because, and it was like a really funny gag because, uh, Snowball 2 had just passed away and Lisa was all, I guess, depressed throughout the whole episode. But then there, uh, this other cat survives like a, a close call with a car accident and everything. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you're a great cat, practically indestructible. I think I'll just call you Snowball 2. And then Principal Skinner comes along and he's like, isn't that a bit of a cop, cop out? <laughs> Maybe, Mr. Tamzarian. <laughs> and he just, oh, very well, oh, Lisa. <laughs> He's like, Lisa, Snowball too, <laughs> And then he just walks on his merry Wait, way. Who, who calls him Tim Zay? Lisa. Lisa, that's okay. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, did, did, so I know that there was, there was a few dog episodes on The Simpsons. Did they ever have any episodes about cats specifically? I think it was just that one. I mean, that was, was that, I mean, I wouldn't say that's really, it was more about Lisa. Well, yeah, but. Yeah, there wasn't the Santa's Little Helper where he one, runs away and has all those right, there's, adventures. Right, no, there's, no like, there's no, like, Santa's... Yeah, I, I guess on that level, having to do with the cat. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I guess there was always Itchy and Scratchy, but... <laughs> Simpsons was built off of Santa's Little Helper. That's the first episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You don't count Tracy Ullman. <laughs> Tra- Speaking of Tracy, Tracy Ullman, who? she plays the dog handler on the episode where they yeah. have to train... Santa's little helper, we're going to get rid of him. Pull the bloody chain, boy. (laughs) Choke chain. All right, uh, on to my number two, and that is Christmas Story, when little Ralphie is having the worst day of his life, because she's a (laughs) teacher, she doesn't like his great essay, and uh, Mm. he gets plunked in the face by, uh, I don't know what his name is. Scott Farkas. Farkas. And that leads Ralphie just to lose his mind and beat the living crap out of him. God, no good stinking. He really beats him for like 10 minutes. Yeah. It's enough for his little brother to run all the way home in his little <laughs> jacket. He can't even move anyway and yeah. come back with his mom. So he, he Michelin mans his way all the way home. <laughs> yeah. And followed by one of the, my favorite lines in that, not movie and I still use his daddy's gonna kill Ralphie. 
<laughs> he's under the sink. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. She gives him a glass of milk, and then when the dad comes home, she he comes out of the sink, and he looks over, and he's just like, yeah, I don't even want to know. Yeah, <laughs> back to his paper. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy's going to kill Ralphie. So... All right, uh, that's my number two. So, Alex, number one. My number one is when Bart, in a snowball fight, not really a fight, but he kind of gets whacked like Sonny does in uh, uh, The Godfather. Is that what you're thinking of? I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I could be like with Scott. I just kept thinking about Bart the general. <laughs> that's all I was thinking about the whole time. But <laughs> Bart's on his way to school, and <laughs> I forget what he does to deserve it. But he's just out there in the middle and then everybody pops up from all these like snow hills and everything. And they just start pounding him with snowballs. And he does the whole sunny thing. He's like, ah, ugh. And at the end, some kid just comes up and just <laughs> pounds one last snowball on the back of his head. Dang, just uh, like, oh, it's a God great scene. It. Yeah, that's good. I don't remember that. All right, uh, Scott. I think number one was Dumb and Dumber. You want anything you want to add? Uh, just like I, I, I'd have to sit down and watch the movie again. But just off the top of my head, that, that was probably the biggest laugh in the entire movie for me. It's just <laughs> Jeff Daniels the look on his face, <laughs> just because he doesn't get that they're they're actually playing around, and then and then he tackles her, like, oh god. He like spears her. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> the way, just his face changing is so funny. Uh, but yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Nice. And the same thing with me. My number one is Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. We already talked about it. So, all right. Any honorable mentions? Uh, another one from The Simpsons, where Lisa just uh, kicks down the door to Bart's bedroom, and while he's still sleeping, nails him with a snowball. <laughs> <laughs> she starts running out the door and Bart's like, uh-huh. you're going to eat a face full of unseasonable warmth. <laughs> it's like super warm outside. It's a it's a nice like spring day. Oh, that was fantastic. All because what was that? That's because Bart saw the newscast before <laughs> the night before. And the weatherman said that it was guaranteed to snow. <laughs> like a snowstorm is going to barrel down on us like a shotgun full of snow. <laughs> And so he he like didn't study, threw away his homework because well, there's going to be a snow day. And there's no need for it. But of course, the weatherman was wrong. <laughs> nice, I forgot about that one. But I was looking for Simpsons snowball scenes, and that's and that's an impossible thing for Google to do because all it does is come up with the cat. So. Um, <laughs> but I do see the Simpsons snowball five or V. And Armin Tarmzarian. So they're up to five already in this one. Oh, according really? to this link. Damn. Yeah, Simpsons Wiki, there's Snowball 5, commonly referred to as the new and improved Snowball 2. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe a bunch of cats died in that Lisa episode then. Like, I think, I think it never even, it always started with Snowball 2, right? Well, in the Christmas episode, in the special, Marge was saying how their beloved cat Snowball had, you know, had been had gone up to Kitty Heaven. But thankfully, they had Snowball, too. Right. OK, so, yeah, Snowball 1 was pre. It was prequel. There's yeah. a prequel about that. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex and I like sports. Sports ball. 
Baseball. It's back. Baseball. Yeah. Is the, it really back, though? Uh, well, not for the Mariners, because they've had an outbreak. I, I, are you sure it's the Mariners? <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. Okay. Mam- the f- We're going Mam- with the Mariners. Oh, no, no, my the bad. The Miami Mariners. It's, it's the Marlins. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, had an outbreak. In Benito, yeah. Miami. Mm-hmm. They both start with an M. A R. Yeah. Coastal cities. It's mm-hmm. all right. You got it. Complete opposite ends of the country. <laughs> like exactly. <laughs> Could get further apart than <laughs> Seattle and Miami, but pretty pretty yeah, maybe, maybe somewhere from Alaska. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Did, the like, maybe Portland, Maine, and San Diego yeah, would be the yeah, other direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh yeah. But Ma- uh, Rob Manfred says Marlin's outbreak is not a nightmare scenario. So they'll probably clear that up soon with some antibiotics. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just rub some dirt on it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I hope it continues. I'm a little scared, I guess, especially because like the NBA and NHL are isolating them. The, every all the teams in one spot. MLB is just kind of doing business as usual, except they're just not traveling far. I think they're staying. You know, on the west or the east, and so yeah, I don't really know how it's going to work. But you know, I think it is real, Scott, because the Angels are already one in four or one in three or whatever. So that sounds about right. This is uh, classic Angels baseball. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that they're back. <laughs> already in last place. God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be worse. Angels and Simmons could have could have uh, twisted his ankle in the ninth inning today. In the game that they're really going to lose anyway. Oh, that's right. Oh, that, that did happen. <laughs> oh, okay. And the guy they spent a billion dollars in this offseason hasn't played a game yet. Yep. So, At least Albert Pujols is like one for ten. Yeah. And Otani, our great uh, pitcher, couldn't get a single out in his debut. So Yeah, his, yeah. Yeah, his, uh, his ERA is, is, currently, is currently a Mobius strip. Yeah. <laughs> Divide by zero yeah, error. Yeah, error. Uh, I, I actually have a bit of sports news. Uh, Alex, I don't know if you have anything else you want to talk about. Nope. Okay. Sports. Uh, so you, you, Jeff mentioned the bubble um, in Miami. Um, one of the Clippers players, uh, I don't know if this is like part suspension, part quarantine. I mean, it's probably mostly the quarantine. Uh, but... A player in the Clippers, Lou Williams, uh, he, he's been quarantined because he, he went out to get some wings. He left quarantine to get some hot wings. But, but here's the thing. He, he went to this place uh, in Atlanta to get them. Um, and uh, uh, the place is called... Uh, um, <laughs> COVID-19. Yeah, it might as well be. Get your wings here. Um, but the place he went to get the wings is called, I think it's called Magic City. And guess guess what Magic City is? <laughs> A drive through strip joint. Uh, you're close, just not so much with the drive through part. Oh, um, <laughs> well then. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Um... On its face, it's it's irresponsible, but it's kind of funny. Is I mean, assuming that he doesn't contract it and wind up killing somebody. Um, but I I guess the the funny thing is is uh, people have been talking about this place 
apparently, like the the wings are actually super legit. And <laughs> in, in which case, I can't fault him because I do love good wings. But just maybe next time, I don't know, use DoorDash, send send Postmates to the strip club. Just <laughs> yeah, you don't need to go yourself. That's that's all I'm saying. I went to magiccity.com right now, and yeah, I wouldn't expect to buy hot wings at this place. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, some, some, um, Pat McAfee, um, was talking about going there with Pac-Man Jones, football players. And he said that the, like, he was uncomfortable about the whole thing, but that the wings were actually, like, really, really good. <laughs> um, so who knows? But, uh, anyways, hot wings, getting people in trouble. Well, we're going to have to take a business trip, right? To verify this for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you guys know about Pac-Man Jones, but... Uh, Stand-up guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, He's a great boxer. He was a... Yes, a, a very talented boxer. He, mm-hmm. he was a Eats fan ghost. of the... Uh, of, of the script club, as he liked to call them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, apparently this place has legitimate food. But uh, anyways, that's what, that's what I want to talk about this. The other thing is, this just goes back to what I was saying before, uh, is you can't fucking expect these guys to, like, follow the rules. Like, they're professional athletes. They're not... <laughs> these bunch of 25-year-old dudes mm-hmm. with a lot of money and time on their hands. Yeah, they just throwing rocks at trees. Throwing rocks at trees, <laughs> yeah. Hitting old ladies. Clipping old ladies. <laughs> getting wings in the script ladies. club. Yeah, a... I don't know. I have a little more... Uh, well, I don't even know. I, I think these guys should be <laughs> able to follow the rules. Yeah, yeah, they should be able to. I mean, they're getting, or they should have severe penalties. Like if you leave, you're getting fined like half your salary. No, or no, I, I, yeah. I totally agree. Like these guys, like it's a, it's a, like yes, it, I, I get it. They, they, they are a lot of them are sacrificing stuff, being away from their families and things like that. But at the same time. They're, no one's forcing them to do this. They're making a shitload of money, so yeah, just suck it up for another six months. Like, yeah, or don't play because all these leagues have told players, yeah, you're we're fine. We're not going to get yeah, in trouble. Yeah, there's, if you there's, feel yeah, unsafe there's, there's, and, there's quite a few kind of high file, yeah. high profile players that that are not doing. I don't know, Jeff. Um, is anybody in the NHL said that they're not going to play? I think there was a couple, but I don't really remember. And not like David Price or somebody who's like done it for baseball. Okay. But. I think Guy Bear is going to sit this season out. Well, the Ducks we'll aren't see. in the playoffs, so yeah, he's definitely sitting this one out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, sports, sports ball. All right, it's time for Neam News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, uh, just really only one thing I wanted to talk about, uh, unless you guys bring something up that that sparks. Uh, some something for me to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. I watched on Netflix the Old Guard, the the Charlie's Throne uh, headed uh, action slash fantasy. Uh, I, don't, I don't I don't know. It's pure Oscar bait. Yeah, pure Oscar bait. Um, I. <laughs> I think it was just shy of two hours. Um, Yeesh. Yeah, it didn't feel too long. Uh, okay. So, yeah, just first of all, I want to say that I recommend it. Um, you know, this is... Huh? I, I, I'm far from the greatest action movie of all time, but I feel like Netflix 
has figured out the recipe for these direct to Netflix action films um, and and series. Um, so before this was the the, the Chris Hemsworth, um, I, I can't even remember the name of it now. Extract, Extraction. Yeah, Extraction. Extraction, which was a lot of fun. Um, same yeah. thing for this. Um, uh, basically, Charlize Theron is like well. There's her, there's the one guy, I can never pronounce his name, but he's, he's one of my favorite actors. Uh, uh, Chewittle Edgefor? Yeah. Um, that guy's been in a million things. And and <laughs> and one of the kids from Harry Potter <laughs> is the bad guy. Um, is it Ron? It's not Ron. Oh. Uh, I don't think Ron was a bad guy. Unless you just hate Ginger. Oh, I thought you said he was a bad guy in, in The Old Guard. Oh, you're right, sorry. Uh, but no, it is not Ron Weasley. Um, it's actually, did, did you guys watch uh, the the Coen Brothers Western Anthology, which is already, the name of that escapes me. Oh, damn it. No. Uh, the, the, it was uh, Buster the, Scruggs, yeah, the, the Ballad, Legend of Buster Scruggs. The, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Ah, I still got to watch that. Yeah, it, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, I, I do it like in the middle of the day, though, so you can get over it. <laughs> it's a little grim, but uh, it's it's really good. Uh, mm. Anyway, see, th- this guy's in that. Uh, but um, yeah, just a, a lot of uh, and a slick action. Um, they they I think the thing they they figured out is where to spend the budget. Um, they, they they just basically amp up the action. They they film like they film the whole thing cheap though, so they're like on location. It, it, Never really anywhere, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know. Then they scrimp on like the the rest of the actors, but yeah, the the cast is good here. Um, the, the the whole premise is that, um, and it, it's kind of uh, a riff on like Highlander, where there's this group of people that just can't die. Um, but the, the 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 thing with them is that they're all soldiers. Um, and they were soldiers before they died, um, and so they're still kind of soldiers. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to. They, they definitely set up a second one, um, starring. Uh, I'll have to look it up later. Um, but um, yeah, Does somebody like off screen, the hand just comes up and picks up like an old guard ring. The so, end? Yeah. Question mark. <laughs> um, did, is, is, have either of you seen Fury on, on Netflix, which is a. Uh, it's it's not a Netflix uh, the, joint as far as I know, but it's um Is that the tank movie with what's his face? No, 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 no. Oh. Uh I, I yeah, I don't recommend that one by the way. <laughs> the Brad Pitt no, Logan Lerman. Eh. I like that one. It was okay. It was a little weird. Um but uh No, this is a, a Vietnamese movie. Um the Vietnamese action flick. Uh, I don't know if either of you've seen that, but uh, the woman in that is 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 in this as well. No. Um, and anyway, um, yeah, if people are looking for uh, uh, a good kind of time waster popcorn, the old guard uh, on Netflix. Uh, hopefully, they they keep pumping these things out. Um, although there's definitely going to be this hiatus right now, or at least there should be. Uh, but. Um, oh yeah, the, now I remember the other thing I want to talk about. Uh, so Microsoft 
um, had another uh, event for the Xbox Series X. Um, and uh, this one was a lot better than the last one. Um, they, mm-hmm. they showed a, a bunch of uh, games, everything going to be launch exclusives or, or console exclusives. Um, just as a, a, here's stuff that's coming out. They didn't really give dates on a lot of, the, a lot of it. Um, I'd imagine the launch exclusive would would be not too long, at least after it came out. I, I know I know when these new consoles come out, the launch window, quote-unquote, uh, can, can be up to like a year or something like that, something stupid. Um, mm-hmm. but there's some interesting things in there. Um, I feel like and this was not very different from the PS4 that almost every goddamn game has like this post-apocalyptic or uh, like dark fantasy vibe to it. Uh, like that, that, that seems to be the, the de jure yeah. um, setting. I mean, even though like the sci-fi was the same way. It was just like sci-fi, but like super dark sci-fi. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, there were a couple of cool looking games though. Uh, Medium um, is, is worth taking a look. It was a much better trailer this time around for that. Um, yeah, it looked cool. Yeah. Um, a new Fable. Which was kind of like I, the only real like big surprise of, of anything that came out. But uh, that's just going to be a, a remake, right? That again, I, I was unclear on that. I've never played any of the Fable games. Um, I, <laughs> feel, I feel like it's something that I kind of missed out on. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that it's kind of like a, a, an update. So maybe they take the original, maybe tweak some things. Obviously, slap a new engine on it. <laughs> Maybe come close to what Peter Molyneux promised with the first fable. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it was <laughs> it was funny, like people trashing Molyneux on the <laughs> on the, I forget it was a Reddit thread or whatever it was that I was reading. Like, like as long as it's Peter Molyneux is not involved, it's like I feel bad because that shit never got off the ground without that guy. But whatever. Yeah, uh, he's all talk. Yeah, none of his games lived up to what they were supposed yeah, I, to. I do be. remember Black and White. And did not live up. Did to not it. live up to anything. Nope. It was mm. cool. It was a cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't play for more than like forty-five minutes. Um. So there, there was that. Uh, just updates to stuff like a, a an Xbox Series X kind of update to like Sea of Thieves. One of these days, I'm actually going to sit down and play that. Because <laughs> I love, no, I love, are. I love everything about it. It's just I don't want to play. <laughs> um. Yeah, just that. Uh, I was a little. I'm still a little bummed that there's just nothing coming from EA, other than other than super sweaty basketball. Um, yeah, just mm-hmm. no news on on a new Dragon Age. Um, you know, I think Fallout came out in 2015, 16. So we're not that far off from from that getting an update as well at this point. Um, I know they did Fallout 76, but that doesn't really count. <laughs> <laughs> it sure as hell doesn't. Um, so, yeah, just, I, I just want some Dragon Age news. God forbid they ever they ever uh, mention anything about Mass Effect ever again. Uh, and, and we're also due from, for some new uh, Bethesda Elder Scrolls stuff. Um, but in the meantime, Obsidian's got you covered. Yes, so Obsidian had, had a couple interesting things. Um, yeah. So they, yeah, they've got their their big kind of uh, Dragon Age esque, or or maybe not even Dragon Age, maybe more like Elder Scrolls esque uh, RPG coming out. Who knows when? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that that, w- yeah. that would be one to look out for. 
And grounded looks cool. It's interesting. Yeah, that looked like a fun concept. Um, so yeah, it, it, again, it's a host of other games. Uh, so if anybody's interested in Xbox stuff, you can you don't have to look too hard to, to find that. Uh, yeah, that, that's all I want to talk about. Um, Alex, anything you want to go over? Good. Uh, not really. Okay. I've just been, just been watching Legends of Tomorrow. I'm almost caught up on Netflix. Uh, the the series slowly turned into just. <laughs> It's just stupid fun. It's like every episode is just a bad, a good, bad movie that I love. So at this point, so you're watching my stories now. Our stories. Hmm. Well, not Arrow. I, Arrow I, tries I, to be I, all dark and broody and kind of falls flat in its face. And Flash is, although it's fun and it's a cool, I love Flash, but it gets uh, really sappy and, and melodramatic at times. Oh, you're my lightning rod. I'll always find you. Yeah. And the legends just never take themselves seriously. They're just a bunch of screw ups and they have fun. And it's fun watching those. The legends. Th- that series. Legends. Hmm. The third. You wouldn't have Legends Legend tomorrow if it wasn't for the Arrow and Flash. So oh. get out of here. Yeah, that's true. Oh. And they perfected the formula. <laughs> I, I tapped out on Legends Tomorrow in like the second or third episode. Ba- basically, I just couldn't take. Uh, was it. Not Black Canary. White Canary? White Canary. Yeah, Sarah just, Lance. Just that fucking outfit they have her wear. I'm just like, I can't respect the show. Like, do, maybe, maybe you can tell me, Alex, do they let her, like, dress like a normal human being at some point? Yes. She, like, never wears the outfit anymore. Okay, good. Because... Yeah. And she doesn't do the <laughs> hair. Like, she only does it really, like, during the quote-unquote crossovers. I don't even know what you're talking about, oh. the hair, but just the... Anyway, okay. Yeah, that white canary outfit and whatnot. Oh, you know what series she started in? Arrow. Arrow. Yeah, and then she much. moved on to better things. I still, I still <laughs> laugh about. <laughs> she's still better than her sister. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's the worst. I, I still laugh about though that that scene. So I, I got through almost two seasons of Arrow. I think I was telling Jeff about this, and I brought it up on the podcast that I, I tapped out when they go back to the island for real. Because every fucking time there was the flashback of him going to the island, I just started to, like, roll my eyes and just tune out. Like, oh, God, mm-hmm. they're going back to the island for more stuff. The Mercuru, whatever the bullshit was. <laughs> yeah, Mercuru. <laughs> and then, I forgot about and then they actually go to the fucking island for reals. I'm like, nope, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> that's that's when I tapped out. Um, I don't know. Best Girl, though, was, was on there with Shadow. Uh that's uh in anyway, uh what's I gonna say? Um yeah, yeah maybe, maybe watch, if get... you want stupid fun, Legends of Tomorrow's your jam. Maybe. Oh no, I was gonna say mm. Arrow, the talking about White Canary. Like I laughed out loud in the in that that uh arc when she comes back and uh Arrow uh <laughs> takes her to his hideout. Because he fucking takes everybody to his hideout because, you know, I guess that's what hideouts are for. is just to show off to people. Um, yeah. But he takes her down there and he's like decided that he's not going to let her assassin and stuff. Um, and she's kind of agreed to it. And so he leaves to go do stuff. And it's just her and Diggle. And she goes to leave when she's not supposed to. And Diggle stands in her way. And he's like, I can't let you go. And she says, you can't stop me. You know, it's true. And he just kind of looks at her and then he's like, fine. And he steps aside. 
In real life, <laughs> uh, yeah. the woman that plays Canary is not particularly like, I don't know, you barely even toned. And she's like, she was trained by the League of Shadows, she was, bro. she was trained by Assassin, I'll give her that much. But she's like, I don't know, 5'1", maybe? Weighs maybe 100 pounds? And Diggle's like, mm-hmm. like, like 6'3", like 250, just solid muscle. Like, he would throw her around like a rag doll. <laughs> just not, maybe they should have used, like, a different camera angle. I don't know. Because she, like, gets right in his grill. Like, no, maybe just have her, like, twirl a knife or some bullshit like that just to drive the point home that, that she's not going to overpower him. Yeah, she might slash his throat, and I'll believe that. But, yeah, she's not going to, like, like yeah, she, she's not going to slap him around. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, my suspension well, of disbelief only goes so far. Her sister finds out everyone's a superhero, so she just starts going to like jit to the gym, and then she becomes a superhero. Yeah. So that's cool. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. she has like a taser. Well, that's all right? it takes. Man, all this talk, man. I'm gonna start watching my stories again. My stories. <laughs> I watched. Talk about I did, these names. Did, so since we're t- we got on tangent here, did, <laughs> yeah. did I mention that I watched the first episode of Batwoman? No, I have so. <laughs> only watched one episode of Batwoman. That was during Crisis on Infinite Earths, and that's it. Yeah. I, I don't think it was the same Batwoman. Um, well, you know, it could have been. Um, it's definitely a CW show. Um, but it was on... Uh, so HBO Max is a lot of DC stuff. And then they have the, the Batwoman show with... Um, uh, what's her name? Ruby Rose? Uh, as, as Batwoman is... Cara Kane? Karen Kane? I forget, can't remember. If yes, I think it is Karen Kane. Um, as is Batwoman. And it's a little rough, like, even the first episode. So I don't know. I, 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 I want to give it a couple more episodes just so that I can decide for sure. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a little. Eh. Yeah, just the fact that her cowl had like a red wig on top of her cowl. Well, that's the funny thing is I think they had to do that because in the first episode, she's just wearing the suit and it just doesn't look right. Like, I think I think the problem is that we're, we're used to like they 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 at least the suits at least designed to make a dude look yoked, whether he is or not. Um, and they threw it on her again. She She's like not she's not big. Um, so when you throw the, the, the bad outfit on her, it just didn't quite work. So they do something to mm-hmm. like make it look more natural, I guess. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know like what that says about me that I think like throwing the long hair on her <laughs> is a better look. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think they had to. And then also that's just how it is in the comics, isn't it? Like she just doesn't just yeah. have the cow, right? So I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I think I think there's something to what you're saying, Alex. Like maybe that wasn't the right way to go, especially with what they're doing with the character that. No, they're like right off the bat, she's she's they, they make it clear that um, that she's a lesbian, uh, which which I give them props for. Although they they were like super fucking heavy handed about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> which again, which just... again, I don't know if it was if that was the right way to approach it or not. I thought it would have been more interesting to like be like, oh, okay, this is a thing about her, as opposed to that, okay, this is the main thing about her. Like, that's that's kind of like it felt like. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, so. Yeah, Jeff, you should check it out. See if you like it. Um, yeah, that's not going to happen. But <laughs> yeah, he's too busy watching Legends of Tomorrow. 
If anything, I'll, I don't even know if Flash and Arrow are still on. I'll just jump in and see if I even recognize anybody. <laughs> well, I don't think Arrow's on anymore. Arrow. What's that guy doing anymore, by the way? The guy that played Arrow. Steven... Amel. Yeah. Seems like his star was Arrow. rising, but... I, don't, I haven't seen him in shit after that. I still think they should have put him in the Justice League movie as Arrow. They should have. For no other fucking reason than you'd have somebody to play off of Batman that wasn't super-powered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, according to this, the Flash has stopped, but Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow are still going, and he's still playing Oliver Queen, so... Really? Wow. Oh, okay. According, according to IMDb, it has Arrow 2012 through 2020. So. Jesus Christ. I mean, good for that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> lasted to Flash. Wow. Flash and Flash. Yeah. Is it good? Well, Flash started, it's about the same amount of time. Because mm-hmm. uh, Flash started in 14, ended in 19. Legends started in 16 to 20. So, almost. Do you, do you guys ever okay. watch any of the Supergirl? I watched yeah, some. A little bit. It was okay. Yeah, she was the stories actually were pretty good. This is by the time that started, I was already a few years in. And I was it was kind of running. I had to watch so much TV. It was like four <laughs> nights a week. They're all hour long. Jeff like, Oh my god! Yeah. Well, Supergirl's interesting because it's it started off as like a CBS show, right? Like produced, yeah, yeah. And then and then it got taken over by DC for better or worse. I mean, not DC by uh, CW, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is CW or CBS has one foray into pop culture besides Star Trek. Yeah. Which they can't even have on network television. Which makes yeah. sense now. I mean, what, what even the fuck's on network television anymore besides sports and news? And like Price is Right and Jeopardy. I mean, I guess yeah. these CW shows are still showing up like around prime time. Yeah. All right, anything else to add, Alex? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Nope. <laughs> Surprise! All right, uh, my uh, just quick news is that uh, apparently that movie Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan movie, uh, they're going to release it worldwide except for the United States because we can't get our shit together. So that it's going to be one of the first times that they're going to be a big Hollywood movie that's going to open up overseas for a while, and then when we finally get our shit together, it'll come out over here. So <sighs> they have August something is the release date. Uh, over there, and we'll see. I mean, that could change, too. I mean, they've had, like, three different release dates so far. But right now, <laughs> as I'm reading on Variety, that they're going to release it overseas and then... Or internationally, it says. Including Australia, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, Korea, Russia, <laughs> UK. Basically everywhere that has controlled COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I was reading a tweet today from, from this woman who who says that she's been, you know, Posting a lot about how Europe has this under control, um, and people come back at her with like, "Well, if you think Europe's so great, why don't you just leave the United States and, and move there?" And she, her response is, I "Fucking can't. We're not allowed out of this country. <laughs> like, other, yeah. like other countries <laughs> don't want us because we can't handle it because we're, we're a bunch of dummies." <laughs> yep. Uh. Um, so that's one bit of news. The other bit of news, uh, I don't know if we talked about it yet, but Star Wars is kind of officially canceled. There's no no new Star Wars movie until at least 2023 now. Star Wars is canceled. You heard it here. Oh, yeah. so. Forever. 
they're actually cooling off of the main series now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't. They don't even say what that the twenty. If that's going to be a standalone or another, you know, set of trilogies. I don't know, but whatever so it is. Too. Yeah. So they're, they're, well, they're a hundred percent. The execs are going to want a new trilogy. Whether whether the creative people are going to get behind that is another matter. But yeah. qu- question for you guys: if if they do the new trilogy, if they do another trilogy, where do you think they go? Assuming that they they follow the canon that's been set. So, like, are we talking about a prequel, or do they just do something that's part of the Star Wars universe that just kind of references all the other events and people? Because I don't think at this point, like. They, they can really pick up with like, oh, the adventures of of, of Finn and Poe after they got married or whatever. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But I've, I, I would want a set of movies that have nothing to do with no characters that we know. That's what I would like. It, it could be during the last movies we just saw or during the prequels, but be... Just not not yeah, adjacent to you know it's just else. like it's yeah same timeline same universe so the empire exists or depending on what time frame it is but not have Han Luke and Leia or Rey or Obi Wan or whatever just have it's that's what I would kind of like that way when they do they are I mean no matter what happens they're gonna go back to Rey and Finn and Poe at some point at least at least Rey I can't there's no way they're not going back to so Rey at so some point. so like thirty years from now <laughs> yeah whatever it is <laughs> they will go back to I don't see how mm-hmm. they won't do that. But just leave that, you know, set aside that canon, think about it and whatever. And then from, but just do something different. And I don't like the prequel stuff because once again, you're playing and especially hey Jeff, you have to go back Jeff, so far Jeff. to like not have Yoda and shit in it. The prequels don't like you either. <laughs> I'm a wanted man. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, no new movie until at least 2023, which is fine, but they are going to continue to make the shows. So. Uh, we are we're getting Mandalorian two in like a couple months, season two anyway. Um, all the actors are confirming that they're still on not they're on track, but they're still going to make it. So Diego Luna is confirming that Cassie Nandor series is still coming out. Ian McGregor is talking about the Obi Wan show still coming out, and now there's rumors. These aren't official yet, but rumors that Donald Glover is going to be playing Lando in either his own show. Or they're spinning off the solo movie into a show now, or uh, something like that. The, the Lando, so, Lando show by itself is fine. Just leave leave Han and Chewie out of it. Yeah, see, I actually wouldn't mind if it was more. Just I don't want to focus just on Lando or just on Solo, but if they just take that time frame with the younger actors, well, maybe, I wouldn't be hundred hmm, percent against that. May, maybe if it was like as an, a show. an anthology, where it's like, okay, this is the Lando episode. Right, here's, exactly. here's, or here's like two or three episodes about what's going on with Lando. Here's a single Han episode. Here's here's another couple of Lando, like whatever else he's got going on. And then I, I don't know. Here's here's Leia before she joins the Resistance or whatever. Yeah, that's kind of what we I have. And then Lord you may have a special event where the, their paths. You're right. Their story paths cross. Well, I mean, you can't have people who've never. You can't have Leia meeting Han or, or, or Orlando yeah, until. Yeah. New Hope, but mm-hmm. I I don't know. You could Jimmy, really, Jimmy Smith take a de agent to play Bela Organa. Yeah, definitely. There's stuff you can do, and even Ian McGregor could be aged up or aged down or whatever to be Obi Wan and stuff. So Darth Maul obviously is alive during this time frame. So I, I do I, I, I do like that that uh, 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 God damn it, but I, the guy that plays 
who does the voice for Mando? Uh, yeah. What's his name again? The Viper. Yeah, the Viper. Uh, fuck, you said it, Jeff. Um, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Alfonso. Not Alfonso. What's his name? Um, Alex, help us out. Anyway. Uh, so, I think it's uh, funny that that guy's like, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll film. I'm ready to film when... He probably doesn't have to. Like, he can just all... <laughs> he's still from his house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So unless he starts wear, stops wearing his helmet in season two or something. I don't know. But anyway, I, I know I'm saying two things. I want my new movies to not have anything to do with the characters. And then I just said, I wouldn't mind a show where you had Lando, <laughs> Han, and Leia. So I, I don't know what I want. I'm like every other fan. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's my news. Something new. But yeah, I would prefer, if anything, something completely new. You can keep the same timeline, just totally different. And now for something completely different. Yeah. And bring back uh, Star Wars 1313. Fuck's sake. Did you guys see that test footage of that? That uh, was on the internet not too long ago? No. So this oh, is that back was for the other Star Wars game, right? The one where that lady got uh, oh, no. left? Wait, 1313 was the game? It was like yeah. the prison, right? That was the one where the prison ones, but it was set in the Star Wars universe. Okay, no, I'm thinking there was this supposedly be right before uh, all the time after the prequels. George Lucas was working on a live action TV show, and he wrote hundreds of scripts or something like that. And uh, he was working on technology, which is kind of what they're using in Mandalorian, how they can produce a, a super good looking TV show on a regular basis. And there's test footage out there of this. And I thought it was 1330 because it was supposed to like represent the lower levels of Coruscant and stuff. And that represents a street or an address, I thought. But I know there was a game, too. So I could be totally mixing things up here. Anyway, hmm. there's test footage of it. And yeah, it's a uh, it feels very uh, Battlestar Galactica ish the way it's filmed and, and like in video or whatever. But then there's stormtroopers. It's kind of weird. I'll send you guys a link and hmm. you guys can look cool. But anyway, let's wrap this sucker up. Anything yep. else? Nope. Merry Christmas. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas. Right. Don't eat the gum yes. down the street. Yes. What, what, what are our takeaways from this from this episode? Don't yeah. Don't eat the gum. Don't throw rocks at trees if you're at Santa's village. Mm-hmm. Just don't throw rocks. That's probably. Man, let's not go crazy. What else am I gonna do in my glass house? <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. <laughs>